Hello and welcome to Tabletop Talks by Cooperative Cardboard. My name's Josh. And I'm Katie. Uh, and today we're going to be covering the board game Copenhagen. Yes. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Music. There you you beat me again. I got it. Fair enough. I always have to do it. Fair, fair. Okay, I'll let you. I'll let it out. All right. We're talking over the music now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, originally released in 2019 through Queen Games, with design from Daniel Peterson and Asgar Granerud, uh, who are also known for designing Deep Blue and the very popular cycling game, Flam Rouge. I've not played that. Yeah, I've not played it either, but it's, it's very popular. I think that's the only way my dad will play a board game. Absolutely. If it's called Flam Rouge. And, and it's, it's about, about cycling. cycling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It might be on the potential to purchase list. No. Um, but I'm waiting for it to come down in price. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, it's, uh, it's very popular, um, so that, that's good as well. And uh, so Copenhagen was also nominated for the 2019 Five Seasons Best Family Game Award. Oh. But it, uh, it, it missed out. I couldn't find who the winner was, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't Copenhagen. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. So, in a simplistic rundown, uh, this is a puzzle game involving set collection and tile placement. Uh, there's much more to this, of course, uh, but with the core theme being building, it pulls of the feel of this in quite a lovely way. Um, I really enjoyed the implementation of theme in this game, uh, and to give a nicer rundown, the BGG description is. Uh, the Danish city of Copenhagen is traversed by canals and harbours, and part of it, New Haven, or Newven, New Harbour, is famous for the colourful gabled houses along the water. In the game, players must design new facades for these houses so that they fit seamlessly into this beautiful harbour setting. Mm. So that's effectively what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. Fun times. Mm. Uh, now, as you know, we tend to include determination of the first player, as well as tiebreaker. And my computer had frozen for a second, but we're good, good again. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, determination of the player isn't actually set in this game. They just recommend going with the oldest player. Oh, that's a bit... Bit crap. That's a bit boring. I, like, <laughs> I do like it when they have a good... Uh... A good way, like a creative sort of way of determining the first player. Yeah, something that also gets people around the table interacting as well. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, you go. No, I was going to say what we said last time, because I keep saying it, you know, the last person to go to a forest. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is always fun. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's a what good way to... What would you do for this, then? What would you do? Copenhagen? Yeah. Oof. I don't know, last person to open a window. Last person to open a window. Last person to be nearest Denmark or like the nearest person. Yeah. Yeah, but that wouldn't really work because you're probably all in the same room. Probably, yeah. And then um, that would be a pain in the arse to figure out. Yeah, and being from <laughs> Jersey, it's going to be like a, a minuscule differentiation. Yeah, also, we're areas. married. We've been to the same places. <laughs> <laughs> this is also very true. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well that's how they determine the first, well that's how they recommend determining the first player. So there's nothing set, so use your own initiative or yeah. go with the recommendation. Now or make your own up. Yeah, make yeah, your own up. Make Last person to open the window. Yeah. Last person to smash a window. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have to admit to crimes to <laughs> to you turn can the first smash player. Them accidentally. Oh, this is true. This is true. This is true. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry, I'll let you go on. <laughs> no worries. Uh, in a very similar vein to the ever-popular Ticket to Ride, 
Copenhagen involves the collection of coloured sets from a face-up draft to enable purchase of additional pieces and plays. In Copenhagen's case, this is the facade tiles from a central pool, which you then place onto your game board. Uh, it really is this simple, uh, to begin with anyway. Uh, additional options also come available throughout the game where you can mix them in, which also include mission cards for additional points, abilities to trigger, trigger special conditions and moves, uh, the special coat of arms actions, and endless combinations for your facades to be placed onto your player board. Uh, it quickly becomes quite a brain-teasing, not burning, but teasing puzzle game. Mm. Fit for the family. Question. Yes. The little missions, yes. are they an expansion? Yes. Yeah, okay, good. Right, I thought we'd just clarify that from the beginning, because when we were originally playing, I thought that was part of the base game, but it's not. No. Okay, cool. No, it's part of the deluxe edition. Okay, cool. Yeah, so we should probably say that, actually, as well. Yes. We've got the the version that we're playing is the retail deluxe. I No, the Kickstarter Deluxe. The Kickstarter Deluxe. We've got so many versions of different I know, games. yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, that's fine. Just yeah. make it. Sorry. That's all right, don't worry. Just chucking stuff at you. No, it's all good. Good to include. Yes, we are playing the Kickstarter Deluxe version. Um, and we've got one yeah. of the expansions, but not both of them. We've got two, not three. There you go. Yeah. Uh, quite simply, I backed it, but it never got delivered. I then got in touch with Queen Games, who very nicely sent me an additional copy, but unfortunately one of the expansions they were completely out of, so they mixed in an additional uh, small game for me called Clash of Vikings, um, so that was very nice of them. Yeah. Cool. Now the win winning conditions, uh, it's quite simple really. The first player to reach 12 points on their score tracker is the winner. Bam. Done. Bam. Done. Next. Tiebreaker. Again, <laughs> bit of a boo. Uh, in case of a tie, for the most points, the tied player whose house has the fewest empty spaces is the winner. It's not too bad, but if the tie persists, the tie players share their victory. Oh, I don't like a shared victory. I don't like a shared victory either. Well, it's a win or lose situation. Yeah, I'd just be like, we'll just play to 15 or something, depending on the switch. Yeah. yeah. Depending on the situation. Just mix in some more cards and allow yeah, it to Yeah, just going. be like, we'll just keep playing. <laughs> Build more! Yes, yes, yes. Alright, so moving on, we now have the type of player which uh, I believe Katie's going to take over for. Yeah, so when I was looking at this, there was quite, like you've already mentioned it, it's quite similar to some of the aspects to Ticket to Ride. Mm. So there's a lot of comparisons to that. So if you like Ticket to Ride and you like that sort of jam, uh, give it a go. Mm -hmm. um, I've popped everyone, anyone who enjoys tile placement or puzzle games. Yep. So... Maybe the ones like Baron Park. You love a bit of Baron Park. I do, I do. Yeah, it's not quite the same as that, but no, it's on a similar vein. Yeah, yeah. It's yes, sort of yeah, similar. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's also quite straightforward mm -hmm. to number one learn the rules and obviously to play as well. There's not really like any sort of like levels of complexity or that sort of stuff, which is mm. good. It has It has pros and cons, because then it means that it's a bit more open for like everyone, and it is a family sort of game. Yep. Although, if, you, if you're looking for something with a bit more depth, this probably isn't going to be where you're going to go for. No, no, not, not at all. I yeah. Agree. That's sort of where I went with that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else for that one? No. Really. No, I, I definitely agree. There's... There's a few bits to learn before you can play the game, but once you know them, it's never really going to change from what you initially learn. Yeah. Um, and the game 
the game's complexity in itself revolves around how you you then use those actions rather than the actions themselves being complicated. Yeah. Um, which is why I said it's more of a brain tease than a brain burn. Yeah. You're just thinking, trying to think ahead about how to get the tiles in the right place and the mm. windows lined oh, up. I feel like me and you just stuff. always mess it up anyway. You just do what you want to do. Uh, hell yeah, but yeah, you know, that's, that's always an option. Because yeah. play how you want. And it worked out pretty well for me most of the time. Mm-hmm. Just going to mm-hmm. throw that in there. You did win, <laughs> I think, three out of four games the last time we played. Yes. Yeah, three out of four. Yeah. Mm. Um... I don't necessarily like the word, but it's it's a good uh, sort of descriptor for a lot of people. But it's kind of a gateway game. Yeah, I would say uh, definitely beginner level. Yeah, uh, something you crack open with your non-board gamey friends. Yeah, if you fancy um, trying trying something. Exactly. Yeah, uh, very easy and it's quite quick as well. So definitely. Yeah. So moving on, this is a section that Katie might struggle with, but it is her section. Why do we? Oh, why it? we purchase it? Yeah. I mean, it's not really a struggle. <laughs> you you bought it on Kickstarter without my knowledge, and it appeared. Yes. I mean, I think that's there's a bit of a theme here with the why we purchased. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so this one was Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you saw people starting to review it, and you were like, "I think I backed that," and then you had to go back and obviously like request it. But they were they were good. They weren't they like yes, very. It's what happens with um, not what happens, but it is Kickstarter. Yeah, so, it's a risk. Yeah, exactly. So you obviously it got made and whatnot, but um, yeah, you just said, "Oh, hey, I haven't received my copy," and then they did that for you. So yep. they were pretty pretty quick with it, weren't they? Which is always good to see. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, there was no additional cost involved because the likelihood is they may have had to pay for the shipping for mine, um, even though it got lost. Uh, but then they sent it to me without charging me again. So that's, yeah, that's rather lovely. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, they uh, they had lost one of, uh, not lost, they'd run out of one of the expansions. Um, so they included a, a smaller self-contained yeah. game for nice. free just to, to replace it. So that it was is. quite nice, yeah. Mm. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah. yeah it's like, why did you pick it on Kickstarter, I guess? You're, you're gonna, I don't know that. Um, so we have a bit, of, well, the two of us, really, we've got a bit of an affinity for building games, um, of which this is. Uh, both the designers I like. So I thought, oh, this looks great, and uh, Queen Games I also trust as a as a publisher as well. So having all those three together, I thought, oh, this isn't so bad, I'll go for this. And then I yeah. looked at the price, and it was a decent price as well for what you're getting. Um, so I, I gave it a back. Nice. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Mm. Nice. So now we're moving on to the artwork. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Would you like to go first? Um... Just scroll for that. <laughs> I've heard that it's just simple but effective. Yep. It's nice. It's nice. You don't need any any more like complexity to it. Mm-mm. I think it's nice. And it works. It's effective. It does exactly what it says on the tin. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. That's my comments on it. Oh, fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, it's... I think it is lovely artwork. Simplistic in itself because it doesn't need to be complicated. Um, for what it is, uh, but they use lovely, lovely colours uh, in the game. Mm. They're bright, but they're not, you know, neon and oh yeah, they're not like anything that garish. hurts your eyes. They just, they just, it just all looks good. It all fits together nicely. Um, yeah, I, I really like the artwork and think it's done really well. Mm. Yeah. Nice. nice, nice. And then moving on to the components. Okay, so I think for this one again, we have to bear in mind that we got the Kickstarter Deluxe version. Yes. So. Our components, 
consist of the acrylic pieces mm -hmm. with the clear window tile in as well. Yeah. Which I love that clear window tile. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. It's, it's just lovely. very pleasing. Yeah, it is. It's just nice. Um, however, if we had the cardboard version, I don't think I'd miss it because I wouldn't know about it. Yes. But now that I know about it, and if I had a cardboard version, I'd be like, what is this? <laughs> what is this crap? Yeah, what is this? <laughs> so it's one of those. It's like, I feel like we've been treated. Yeah, we have yeah. been treated. They're very, um, like, solid pieces as well. Like mm. Quite heavy, quite... Um, I can't remember the word I'm looking for now, but they're just lovely to pick up and feel and place Tangible? down. Tangible? Maybe? No, not really. Possibly? Yeah, maybe. Tactile is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. yeah. It's close. But yeah, they're very tactile pieces. They're lovely to play with and, and just place on your board and stuff. Uh, and clunk around. Yeah, and clunk around. And they make quite a satisfying noise when you drop them on top of each other as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think, I didn't pay any extra for it because it came, I think. Mm -hmm. Did I pay extra? I may have paid extra before for it. we started having a yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did pay extra for it actually, but it wasn't a huge amount. Mm -hmm. I think it was like a couple of quid. Oh, because it's like a Kickstarter thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was definitely worth it because uh, it. Yeah, I really enjoyed the pieces. Nice. Yeah. Fair. Once you've finished listening to this podcast, perhaps you'll come and check out That's Life podcast with me, Tom, and him, Dave. You're bound to have a laugh. What's the worst that could happen? It's not as bad as a kick in the balls. Back to Josh and Katie. Alrighty. Alrighty. So moving on, we're now in our favourite section, which is Katie's interesting facts. Okay. As I always start off. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I do this section sometimes. So there's not that much, but I've gone a bit rogue with it and I've just done some other interesting facts. So All right. you can enjoy them. Okay, so obviously we've spoken about the fact that it was a kickstart by Queen's Games. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as at August 2021, we are recording this, it had raised 133,000, this American dollars, mm -hmm. um, of their $20,000 goal. Nice. Um, and it had 1,542 backers. Ooh. So, it's pretty popular, yeah. and obviously it did a lot more than its original goal, mm -hmm. so that's really good. Um, other than that, about the actual game, don't have that many for interesting facts, I'm afraid, guys. So... Here's some facts about Copenhagen, the town. <laughs> Not even that interesting, to be honest. But I really want to go there. Um, so it's the capital of Denmark. It was originally a Viking fishing village. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It is recognised as one of the most environmentally friendly cities in the world. Oh, that's even better. Yeah, which doesn't really surprise me. Like I don't know that much about Denmark, but mm. that's one of the things I do know. Um, and also it's, which is obviously probably a slight link to the game, is it's recognised as the best example, one of the best examples of urban planning. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's one of those sort of architectural sort of places as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. It just so. moves up on my list, I don't want it. Yeah, well, I, I want, <laughs> like, we're quite keen to go to some of the sort of Scandinavian countries. Yeah, a lot of them, yeah. Yeah, and Denmark is definitely um, on there. Um, and I've also got some facts about Queen Games Publisher. So, they are a German tabletop game publisher founded in 1992. Mm -hmm. um, they tend to focus on family-style games. Yeah. 
but they have branched out a bit into more complex things with sort of smaller batches in production. Mm-hmm. So that the main focus remains on like the family style ones. And one of the, I had a quick look through, and one of the ones that we've actually got which we haven't played yet is Fresco. Yes. So they've also published that, which I know is quite popular on the, the sort of board gaming community. Um, yeah. So I think nice. I br- branched out a little bit with my interesting facts, but there's yeah. a few little factoids for you. <laughs> well, you, you can definitely branch out to wherever you want. It's your section. Yeah. I know, but like. You just have to be the game. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> I went completely rogue with some of them, so. This that's wasn't as rogue as my last. <laughs> a couple of the other ones I've done, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. That's true. <laughs> okay, so our next section is the space the game takes, and it's not just the box. Thank you for reminding me that. I need to. Write that on my notes. Like, it's not just the box, Katie. What are you doing? Okay. Um, so it's smaller than some of the other games we have, like Talisman. So it's not mm-hmm. chunky, but it's just a regular sort of size board game. Um, and it's got a flexible setup. Yeah. So you each have your own sort of small cardboard tile placement thing, which looks like obviously the front of the house. And then you have to place your tiles on top of that. And then it has the pool in the middle of the cards and also the tiles. So it's a bit bit more flexible in terms of how you play it and how you set it up, mm-hmm. which is nice. Yeah, 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 I agree. Yeah, It's not a huge game. Um, it can fit on a fairly small table. You, yeah. def- you definitely need a little bit of space, though, because the tiles do take up quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, you can just have them in a pile, which will take not... up less room. But then, but then you don't then know you what's left. It. Yeah, and you don't you know what's left. Ahead. Because there are... The thought li- that stresses me out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are limited amounts of each tile per game. Yeah, so, so that you, you know you can't if just. There's only one left, and you're all going for it. You need yeah. to you need to know yeah, that there's only that together, one. So. <laughs> Alrighty, so moving on, we're going to move on to um, re- the replayability and expansion section of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I found this one a little bit difficult actually, um, because it's such a quick game. And there's lots of different ways to play with different, you know, everything I went over before, the abilities, the missions, all that sort of stuff. Um, so I want to say that it's endlessly playable. However, I mm. found myself drawn to making the same moves each game yeah. because I knew I, I, I was already able to see that they were the maximum, the, the moves for maximal scoring. Maximal scoring? That's not a word. That's no. not a word. Maximising my scoring potential. There, there we are. Well, that sounds fancy as um, well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I wouldn't just go rogue and take a chance because I knew that it wasn't going to score a lot of points. Yeah. Um, so it's it's kind of... I think that <laughs> the sort of... The fact that we have the expansions, or two out of three of the expansions, mm. actually contributes quite a lot to the fact that it might be quite replayable for us. Yeah. However, I think if you ha- if you just had the base game, mm. it wouldn't be as replayable. I agree. Yeah, so mm. I think that's sort of what we've got to take into account mm. on that as well. So, uh, I mean, with all that in mind, I still think it does have a, you know, a fairly high replayability, replayability value. But I think on an infrequent basis. Yeah. I think, like, playing it, you know, three, four times every two months is probably how this game's going to go. Yeah, rather than I want to play it every evening. Exactly, yeah. yeah I think every now and then we'll just bust out and be like, yeah, let's play a couple of games of this and then we'll put it away and forget about it for a couple of months and then yeah, we'll be like, oh, no. let's play Copenhagen again yeah, and bust exactly. it. And I think, no, I think right. that's how it's probably going to go. 
Um, that and it's probably going to be brought out. Sorry, I, I moved oddly, so it's. Uh... Oh, sorry. Um, I'm making noises as well. Apologies. Um, that and it's probably going to be bust out, busted out when we've got newer players coming yeah, around. Yeah, or people who like that sort of like I have, like whenever we do this, I always have a like who are my our friends mm. who play would like to play this. So I yeah. have like a couple that we maybe want to play it and then yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can I can sort of imagine who this sort of game would be yeah. ideal for really. Um, very infrequent board game players, but enjoy the the set collection and working yeah. towards a, a singular goal sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's how I would probably rate the replayability of that one. Um, and in, in terms of expansion, we said it a couple of times already, but there's there's three yeah. expansions in total. Although from what I can tell, one of them is unavailable. Yes, yeah. it was unavailable when I contacted Queen Games. Mm-hmm. All right. So moving on to Katie's section, how likely are you to kill your friends, and in what manner? Okay. This is too... I've written, this is too chill of a game. (laughs) I don't really... It is competitive in the fact that, obviously, you're trying to get more points than everyone else, Mm -hmm. and there's a few pieces that are more limited and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. However, it's just too chill of a game. It's just a nice little tile. It's a nice little placement. So I've just got... Yeah, also I don't I like the tiles, I don't want to throw them at anyone. Mm-hmm. Um but we might have to put on a cup of tea for everyone to calm down a bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's so probably about it's it. It's like you might have to you might have to put on a pot of tea. Mm. Everyone has a little Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Step but away. I think from that's about it. That's I just, <laughs> it's not really it is competitive, but it's just such a nice little game. I yeah. just I don't really see it. No, I mean other than taking the last of a piece that someone's saving mm. up for, there's not much conflict in the game. No, there's no, like, you can't, like, attack anyone. There's not, mm-hmm. It's not that sort of game at all. So that's why I've kept it as you might have to put a pot of tea on mm. so everyone has a little calm down. That's about it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, plus, I'll, you know, who doesn't like, like tea? Controversial. There you go. Let's get controversial with the tea. Um, yeah, so that's what I put down. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. I yeah. agree entirely. Yeah, no, I think that's probably the the, the worst that's going to happen is yeah. someone has to step away from the table. Yeah. Fair. Absolutely fair. Yeah. Um, now, ordinarily we would jump into our scores section. Now, mm-hmm. should we do our bonus section first? Yep. Let's do the bonus. Okay. So shall I? Do you want to introduce this? Yeah. So as part, was it part of the mm-hmm. Kickstarter? So as part of the Kickstarter, Josh also received a copy of the Roll and Write version mm-hmm. of Copenhagen. So we thought we'd just give that a little a little chat through. Yep. We're not going to, I'm assuming we're not doing it as a... We won't do like a full review, like no. a, this is the way you play it, this is the rules. Yeah, because it's, so. it's pretty much the same. Mm. It's There are only sort of two sort of bigger changes I'd say mm. which is the fact that you don't have the cards out you roll um, some dice mm-hmm. and then that gives you the colours and then you have to decide what you want to do with those colours so and then obviously you write, you're write, you writing it down rather than building it with the little tiles mm-hmm. um, and you use X's and O's so O's are the windows yep yeah so that's what you're what, what you're essentially doing um, it's yeah you were saying anything else 
Um, yes, I I enjoyed the Roll and Write version, actually. I think I enjoyed it more than the base game. Mm, sorry, I meant like about how it works. Oh, sorry. No, <laughs> go on, you go, you go. Sorry, no, no yeah. No, no, you, no do you, is there anything else about how it works, though? Um, well, yeah, I mean, it, it's sort of linked to that. Um, oh, and, and why I enjoyed it more than the base game is that after the active player has rolled their dice and chosen their colour, there are then leftover dice on the table which are used to trigger abilities for other players. So regardless of whose turn it is, everyone is interacting together at the same time. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think that's why I enjoyed the um, roll and write a little more than the base game. That's interesting. Because everyone has something to do on everyone's turn. You're not just waiting for your turn to come round. Mm. Um, it's kind of boring if you just sit there and wait in silence. I know you'd have to <laughs> sit there and wait in silence, <laughs> but you know what I mean. It's not like me and you just there's, sat there's there no... solemnly quiet while the other person <laughs> plays their tiles. <laughs> like some kind of competition thing, regulation thing. Yeah. Um, right. No, not like that at all. Uh, but, you know, with, with a lot of board games, there's there's nothing to do in terms of your interaction with the game mm-hmm. until it's your turn. Whereas with this roll and write, everyone's doing something every yeah, time. Yeah, and you are waiting to see which colour the mm. person who's actually placing is going to pick, and then you pick from what's left. Yeah, and make So you want to wait and see, yeah. Um, which is nice. I think it's a nice little thing to have interaction on every on every turn. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. Anything else to say about this? Um, I don't like it. You don't like it? <laughs> not, okay, it's not that I don't like it, but I I have a thing against stuff not being reusable. Mm. So, because it's like a pad, with or two pads, essentially, like one for all the pieces and one for your actual, your bit, and each player gets one of them. I don't like the fact that I have to throw that away, or it's like a finite resource. Mm in your box of games like that's what i don't like what what you know one of our one of the most classic board games that we have uh settlers of Catan, mm. is such an old version of that game and we bought it at a car boot sale yep which uh, i'm trying to think what the american equivalent of that is uh no like a garage sale oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah like it's yeah so call it a car boot sale because you will drive into a field and you sell stuff out of your car boot mm. Which I think Americans call the trunk. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> so we bought it there off like a family who were playing it, and they used to play it all the time. But her kids just grew up and mm. weren't. They didn't play it anymore. So she was selling it, and we got that for a pound. Yep. And it's you know it's not the most up to date one. There's another fancy outer bit where you place everything nicely. You have to make the sea yourself, people. But um. Yeah, it's a quid. Yeah, and I like <laughs> I like the fact that. That game has been used like so many times. Yeah, it has. Um, and it's never going to run out unless the cat eats a piece. Which is possible. Which is possible. Um, or so that that's my main issue with the with the um, the roll and write version. But it, I agree with you that it was that it's kind of fun, and it is it's a lot more compact. Mm. And uh, I I like rolling the dice as well. Yeah. But it's obviously harder to plan. I know some people hate that. Yes. Mm. So I don't really know how I feel about it. But you did laminate some of them. Yes, mm. I did. So, so there wouldn't be any waste. But I don't have any board pens. Yeah, he doesn't have any pens. So he's like, don't worry, I've laminated it. And then you were like, oh, I don't have a pen. Yeah. <laughs> that was an issue. I should have thought further ahead than that. Yeah. But when I get some board pens... <laughs> when we get some board pens, it'll be perfect. There'll be no waste. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah. Yeah, but that... 
it's just one of those things that I think, and I think people are getting more conscious of it and, you know, trying to make make games out of more sustainable mm. stuff and that yeah. sort of thing. So I think it's just like something to think about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll stop banging on. No, that's all right. It's, uh, it's a good thing. Mm. So uh, are you ready to move on to our scores? Yeah. Yeah. Would you like to go first? Three. Okay, well that's that's amusing because we've matched yeah. up on this. Well, we don't often match up. Nope. Yeah, I, re I really like it, but I just don't think... I don't think it's going to be one that we're playing that much. I really like the windows and those sort mm. of components, and I like the sort of theme, but... It's sort of like... Some of it's been done before. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not really anything particularly innovative and I don't I don't like saying that sort of thing because it feels really mean to people but it's okay it's um, in terms of Rupert like I I still think I I will still play it mm -hmm. and I think a couple of our friends will like it and I think the theme is quite good and the theme is quite pleasant and like I said like it's you're not going to end up in a fight it's quite a chill game it's quite one of those it's just not really got like the complexity of like some of the other stuff we play fair enough yeah um, yeah I'm also giving it a three um, I'm surprised yours was so low, I must admit. Because yeah. you rarely rate things low, and me giving it a three, I thought I was being quite harsh. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I give it a three because it is a, a very simple game with mechanics that have been played out to death, if I'm honest. Mm. Um, there's no real option to ramp up the difficulty, which is a shame. Because normally with family games, there is some way that to option, ramp that yeah. difficulty up. Um, and yeah, much like you, I don't think it's particularly innovative or groundbreaking. But it is. it, it does do what it... It does what it says on the tin. Yeah, and it's it does it in a game. solid way. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the rules are tight. It, it, mm. it does exactly what it says it will do. Um, and that's why I haven't scored it lower than a three. Because it... Yeah. it, it Set, set, it says that this is what we are, and that's exactly what it is. So mm. if you if you are expecting anything else from it, don't. Yeah, exactly. Take it for what it is. If you want, and if that's if what you want, for, you're going to love it. Yeah, if you're looking for like a nice family game mm -hmm. that you can play with like younger children and that, and as well as like older children and that mm -hmm. sort of thing, then that this is perfect for that. Absolutely. Sort of thing. So yeah, so I'd recommend it for that sort of yeah that sort of player. Well, that's our next new section. Would we recommend this? Do we? Put our stamp of approval on it. I think so. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say, because I think Ticket to Ride is a must-have in your collection. Mm. For what it is. But with this game, I feel it's potentially surpassed Ticket for me. Maybe. But I think either this or Ticket to Ride you need in your collection. Potentially not both. Yeah, I can sort of see that. Mm. I just I don't know. I just like the windows. Yeah, spite for the windows. They're lovely. <laughs> anyway, that's uh, that's the end of the episode. Yeah. What so, episode is this? Copenhagen. Uh, I think this is episode nine. Okay. Well, the fact that we're at the point where we're like, we think it's this. Yeah. Fairly good. certain it's our ninth episode, which is great. Mm. Anyway, um, on next. I always do this to you, and I always put you yeah, on the spot, and right I right never like. Um, and you never bring up the I piece never. of paper we made no, I, showing yeah, every I single piece we were going to do. <laughs> um, but I am actually thinking of doing Elder Sign. 
I think that would be a good one to do next. It's one we're already familiar with. Uh, I, like, I like rolling dice. You like rolling dice? Play we that actually haven't done a Lovecraftian... Have we not? No. Really? Don't think so. Oh. We did Resi instead of Mansions. Oh, okay. So we've done a similar mechanic, but we've never done a Lovecraft game. Alright, we'll do a Lovecraft game. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's 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 probably what we're going to do next. Mm. Not guaranteed. Well, these discussions are never no, guaranteed with nothing's us. Nothing's guaranteed, don't. Um, but uh, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Um, please, you know, give us a like, a subscribe, follow us on Twitter at Cooperative Car Two or at Shinxus One. Yeah. Uh, you can get in touch with us at cooperativecardboard at gmail com or find us on Facebook under Cooperative Cardboard hyphen tabletop thoughts. Um, dramatic. Oh, dramatic. Um, with all music being provided by Cringer and the Battlecats cheers guys Uh, and a little shout out as per the advert to Dat's Life go give it a listen it's better than a kick in the balls I still prefer the Dat's Life it's not for everyone (laughs) I don't know why it's the best advert it's It's just like yeah it's not for everyone (laughs) but thank you so much and uh, goodbye bye bye bye